Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Andrew Cuomo's days as governor of the state of New York are coming to an end. Accused of sexual harassment by at least 11 women, Cuomo announced Tuesday that he is resigning as governor in two weeks. To discuss Cuomo, his legacy, and possible legal troubles is Gazette editorial page editor Mark Mahoney. Mark, I welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, Ken. I'm uh, just uh, glad we're not talking about the Mets Philly series. <laughs> sweet, baby, sweet. I thought that's what you were calling me about. <laughs> No, we've still got another month of the baseball season. Anything can happen between now and uh, the end of the season. But uh, That's right. Uh, so uh, people were calling for Governor Cuomo's resignation after the report came out. Why did it take so long for him to do it now? I think he thought he could fight it. We actually called for it editorially um, three times, <laughs> including uh, uh, most recently last week. Um, the... the uh, the, the idea was that uh, with all these distractions, with all the, the um, you know, the, the allegations hanging over his head, that he couldn't be effective as governor uh, anymore. And that's what we said in our editorials earlier this year, and which we said the other day, um, just repeated it. And it's basically what almost said today is the reason for his resignation was that um, it, it was just going to take up too much time and money and distraction, um, take away from the governing of the state and and um, he finally realized what everyone else kind of realized months ago when this all started. So I think what I think what he finally did was the, the reason why he finally resigned now is because there just didn't seem to be an out. Um, pretty much every Democratic Party leader in counties uh, had come for his resignation. Um, well, more than half of the assembly, which is going to which was going to conduct the impeachment, they might still, I guess, but um, you know they had come out against him. Our two U.S. senators had. Uh, asked for him to resign uh, previously and, and reiterated that again. So there really just didn't seem to be any way out um, for this, for him to, to pull out of this uh, this nosedive that he was in. So I think he just finally realized that and, and cut his losses. In fact, he was defiant, almost like he was going to fight this and you know, you know try to remain governor. Was that just uh, nativity? Uh, was, this, was he being naive? I don't think so, because, you know, you see other politicians do it. You saw Trump do it. Um, he's been accused of sexual, you know, uh, issues with uh, women, harassment and, and other things. And, uh, you know, some of the politicians, um, they hold out. Bill Clinton, you know, survived uh, the whole Monica Lewinsky line to Congress about the affair thing. So, so you know, some politicians are able to ride it out. Omar is a, is a guy who battles back and... And who, you know, insults people and, and intimidates people. And, you know, he uses those tactics. And I think for a bit, he thought he might be able to, to um, you know, uh, withstand this and get to the election and then, you know, run against the Republican. And, and in this state, he'd have a good chance of reelection if he could just survive the sexual harassment scandal. Um, I, it just became more apparent as, as everybody kept piling on that he wasn't going to be able to. I just I find it ironic that we're talking here on August tenth, two thousand twenty-one. And I think back to forty-seven years ago in two days, when Richard Nixon resigned as president of the United States, announced his resignation, and he, of course resigned. He stepped away on August 9th. But on that August eighth night, when he made the announcement, I, I think the fact that you know, it's sort of I, I see a lot of parallels in this, where 
you know, Nixon lost the support not only of the Democrats but his own party when, you know, especially when Barry Goldwater, Hugh Scott, both staunch Republicans told him he had he didn't have any support in the in the Senate. And you see all these uh, Democrats, uh, you know, moving away from Cuomo. Do you mean you see the irony in all that? I think it's very similar. They, um, you know, the Republicans turned on Nixon and and basically, I mean. They, this year with with Cuomo, they did it publicly. Everybody tweets something. Everybody sends out a press release and says, "I want to resign," and you know they get that way. Um, I think back in 1974, they did it more privately, but they sent the same message: um, "You're not going to survive this if it goes to uh, to an impeachment trial." So, um, you know, the best thing for you to do is to you know save yourself the humiliation and save the government and the, the country. In that case, you know the strife of going through a full you know, on impeachment. And, you know, we hadn't had that, you know, before Nixon since, what, Andrew Johnson? Mm -hmm. So the country wasn't, uh, you know, I, I think that's true. Um, the country wasn't, you know, prepared for it. With, with Trump, you've had it twice. Clinton, we've been through it. So it's not as big of a, you know, uh, an ordeal, I think maybe people thought. But um, I, th I think it's, it's very similar that the, that the party turned on him, his own party. That's what you have to do. If the opponents are still against you. You can always defeat them. But when your your own side you know, turns against you, there's nothing you can do. And it was very clear um, in the last week or so that uh, Cuomo had no allies left. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, I see you know, the Republicans want more than just him to one of the steps. I think there's you know we'll call. I think at least finally wants to see him arrested. But I, yeah, I I feel that. And I'm, I'm trying to be careful with this. Uh, the Republican Party seems to want Cuomo, you know, basically want him, you know, yeah, in jail right now. But they seen with Trump. I mean, he's been married three times. I mean, he's admitted to groping women on that, that access uh, Hollywood access tape. But they yeah. seem to ignore what he has done. So for Republicans, do they have really? Are they like you know, you know one thing they, you know, they want one 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 way with the Democrat, but a different way with the Republican? It definitely is. It's funny. I was just talking about somebody uh, this uh, right before I came on, and um, they uh, the Republicans have a different way of dealing with this. Um, they don't seem to eat their own as quickly, and so you know, while Lee Stefanik and other people, other Republicans coming out saying you know Cuomo should resign for sexual harassment, and this is intolerable and everything, and everybody's looking at him going, God, what a hypocrite you are! Why don't you say that about Trump? Why don't you say that about Matt Gates? Why don't you say that about Jim Jordan? Why don't you say that about you know all these other people? They just go on and, and say, no, we're just going to focus on our opponent and we're going to ignore the the same exact or even worse situations with our own people. We're not going to eat our own. And whereas the Democrats, you know, you saw how quickly they turned on their on their own, even a, a guy as powerful as Cuomo. Now, this thing, you know, you can look at this, too, as opportunistic because everybody was afraid of Cuomo. And, you know, a lot of the Democrats were, you know, waited until he was, you know, basically weakened, you know, to the point where he couldn't recover before they, they spoke out. Um, but yeah, there, there's a certain, you know, a lot of hypocrisy from the Republicans, but it doesn't seem to hurt them. Um, you know, you, you're not having a lot of Democrats saying, you know, that, the, that you know, Trump should have resigned or, you know, Gates should have. And it, you, you're hearing that, but they're not, it's not, um, it's not connecting with the Republican voters. So they just, the Republicans just do it because they can get away with it. And the, and the Democrats, uh, you know, didn't take a different way. Yeah. Well, let's look back. I mean, a year ago at this time, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is basically a rock star. He's on every day talking about what's going on with the state with the COVID-19 situation. 
uh, and it seemed like he was winning a lot of praise from you know, people around the country for his handling of the situation as opposed to what uh, uh, Donald Trump was doing as president of the United States where he was basically saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, be like the flu and just go away. And it really, as we see, it hasn't gone away. Um, I mean, there was a point. There was a point there where people wanted him to run for president. So, I mean, a year ago, he was he was a rock star. There was, and yeah, you know, I, there was a lot of good that he did, and, and that's all going to get overshadowed. But if you look at the the curve on on the you know the COVID infections and how they they dropped off um, with a lot of his executive orders, um, a lot of people thought he went too far with the executive orders. They became kind of random and at least seemingly random and. And we were kind of on that bandwagon a little bit that maybe, okay, once you got control of, you know, the basic parts of the pandemic, then the legislature, somebody should have taken over. But, um, yeah, he did it. I thought he did a good job um, managing the crisis at the beginning. It took a little while to get onto it, just like everybody else did. But then, then when it, you know, there were a lot of positives, there were also a lot of negatives. And, you know, obviously the nursing home policy, um, the policy where they were going to go confiscate, um, uh, um, uh, the regulator, the, the the lung regulators from the the hospitals, um, the ventilators. Um, they were going to send the National Guard member to the upstate hospitals to bring the ventilators down to the downstate hospitals. So he stretched a lot of ways. The, the nursing home policy, where they were returning the um, the COVID positive patients to the nursing homes, um, you know, obviously that that was a, a, a terrible decision. And then also you had the cover up and trying to to keep the numbers uh, from. Uh, revealing the, the true numbers so that it wouldn't look as bad, and um, he did a lot of you know he did a lot of good things, but made a lot of mistakes with the COVID thing. But yeah, he was it's it's amazing to see how quickly uh, your your star can fall um, from from being the you know the, the nation's you know the the person that everybody looked to for reassurance and guidance on how to manage this crisis um, to, to what it was now. And, you know, he could have, had he, had he not had the sexual harassment scandal or maybe some other things, um, could have taken that role again because you see what's happening in Texas and Florida where, you know, they're seeking state, you know, help from outside their own states after creating, you know, uh, uh, exacerbating the problems in their own states with their policies and then begging for help from the outside. Um, Cuomo's policies maybe would start to look good again, some of them. Um, so he had an opportunity to maybe regain that, some kind of level uh, of, of stature uh, with fighting the second wave of COVID here, whatever whatever wave we're in now, the Delta wave. Um, but boy, you just um, you can crash and burn really quickly in politics, and this proves it. Yeah. Um, now, do you think? You think what do you think Cuomo is going to happen? Is going to happen next for him? Is it possible he could be arrested and, and charged? I certainly, uh, how many um, district attorneys, four or five uh, district attorneys over the last few days had um, said that they were looking into the um, the specifics of the allegations in the attorney general's report. And, and uh, I saw the Albany County Sheriff talking about there could be a misdemeanor or more um, based on what um, the victim said. So, yeah, they could keep pursuing him legally. Um, I'm not sure they will. Um, maybe with this resignation, sometimes that wipes a lot of sins away and a lot of the energy uh, to, to, you know, go after somebody once they're out of office and out of power. So, you know, legally, they probably, you know, they'll, they'll probably keep looking into it. Um, but maybe there won't be the zeal that there was, you know, before this afternoon. Um, 
or maybe you know maybe they'll maybe they'll find their work crimes and and they will just prosecute him like he's a regular person or maybe they'll take the politics and everything else into consideration so he certainly could um i i would assume they'll stop the impeachment proceedings there's no point in going through with that i mean the whole point of getting him to resign was that they wouldn't put the state through that um and that would be an embarrassing thing but um you know, if the if the assembly found other reasons that to to impeach him, if they did want to look into the nursing home statistics and the, that policy, um, you know, maybe you know, or the book deal that uh, that he was using uh, paid staff for the government to uh, help him write his book on how great he was managing the pandemic, you know, maybe they want to go forward with something. Um, I get the feeling it'll all kind of be dropped, but um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, I'm, 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 Hochul is it? Hochul, yeah. Uh, you know, she will become the new governor in two weeks. The first woman governor of the state of New York. Uh, what? Yeah, she has. She's going to fill out, the, fill out the remainder of Cuomo's term. What is her task in the time she has to fill? Um. Well, I think she has to. Kind of restore confidence. I think it's going to help that that she hasn't been part of the scandal. That she's a woman, um, and you know she doesn't really have a a record of of how people are going to like or dislike her. I think it, I think it all depends on how well she does. Is is how much you know how she takes control and how she how she manages the state. You know um, whether you think she's going to get the nomination to be governor or whether she even plans to run for governor um, in next November. Um, she's still going to have to go through a whole legislative session, and that includes the budget and includes, you know, all the legislation that, that gets passed during the session. Um, but I think she's going to have to kind of um, establish herself and, and just kind of um, look confident and, and get people to, to maybe start trusting the government. Maybe she'll, you know, clean house of some of the Cuomo appointees to, to get some of the um, – you know, the, uneth- the, the ethical considerations out of there. Maybe she'll uh, help reform J-Cope, the uh, ethics um, panel that's pretty much useless. Um, you know, if she does things to kind of erase some of the Cuomo steam, um, I think she can, you know, maybe establish herself as a, as a strong candidate in November, if that's, again, if that's what she's looking for. Um, but I think she's just got to man- manage the state and manage the, you know, we'll see how she manages the crisis. Too, uh, if the Delta variant, you know, as it's coming back, how is she going to um, deal with uh, businesses? How is she going to deal with the schools? That's, I think, the biggest thing probably is the schools. Um, you know, do they come back? Do they make the teachers wear masks or and get vaccinated? Um, do they vaccinate the kids? Do they do the remote? You know, all that will will show her degree of competence to manage the state and serve as governor. So. Um, it's just uh, I, I think she's got to be firm and, and move forward with a, with a you know a, a strong purpose and an ethical and reestablish the ethics in the state and um, you know we'll see how she does I mean no one knows a lot of, you know a lot about her she doesn't really have much of a of a record um, she's a one-term congresswoman and uh, I don't know what her office she held before that and probably most of the people in the state have never heard of her before this afternoon so um, it, it's going to take some doing but yeah um, you know, it can happen. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's impressive that uh, she'll be the state's first governor. And, um, you know, upstate people should be happy because she'll be the first uh, governor from north of Westchester County since FDR. So we, we get an upstater. She's from Buffalo. Yeah. So um, so that, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll see how she takes care of upstate. And uh, if upstate's confident uh, 
that she'll she'll be an advocate for them, um, then uh, you know maybe that'll gain them some traction as well. Yeah. Why was why were people afraid of uh, Andrew Cuomo? He he had power. He he would he he was um, very intimidating, and he would um, he would use his leverage to punish people and to uh, you know if somebody said something bad about him, he would threaten or find something you know bad to say about them. And he did it uh, earlier when uh, when the earlier calls for resignation uh, came out the first time. This sort of broke a couple months ago, and he just kind of made some comments like. Uh, well, maybe if the you know you guys investigate me, maybe the Senate will uh, you know you never know what's going to come out of your closets. You know, um, he he had his staff, a very loyal staff, and and they were they followed his lead. Um, Melissa DeRosa, um, Richard has a party, the spokesman. Anytime the media would criticize the governor, he'd come out uh, or anybody would come out. He would come out and insult them and, and say mean things, and you know tell them they were wrong and call them liars and all kinds of things, and. Um, they could be intimidating to people, and and that's how you keep people in line. And also, he had a very powerful political machine. He had, you know, enormous amounts of money, um, popularity. Even you know, his his uh, approval ratings was in the, in the mid sixties at least during the the height of the pandemic. Um, so he had a lot of clout, and he could do a lot of things to you if you if you turned on him. And he certainly was willing to do it. And um, you know, that that's what I'm saying. I said earlier that uh, a lot of the politicians had to wait until. They realized that he was weak, you know, until the lion was wounded before they could all, you know, had the courage to come out and, and jump jump on him. So, um, yeah, uh, power and money uh, runs Albany, and and, uh, and he had a, a, a tactic of intimidating people who, who went against him, and, and that's why people were afraid of him. And that's why he, you know, was able to stay in power, I think, as long as he did, even with this uh, harassment scandal and the nursing home scandal and everything else. What will his legacy be? Uh, is it tar- is it tarnished? Is it tarnished even his late father Mario Cuomo? It, it's, I think it's going to be hard to overcome the fact that he resigned. You know, I mean, what do people remember about Nixon? He resigned. Uh, you know, Watergate. Um, I think that that might be a shadow that, that overshadows. You know, this, the, a lot of the positive things that he did. You know, um, putting even putting stuff and putting in the tax cap. Um, you know, a lot of the state spending, which could be seen as a negative legacy, you know, spending more on schools is a, some people view as a positive legacy. Um, so he did a lot of good things, governor. He's been governor almost three terms, and um, you know, he's got a record that you can debate, but certainly a record of accomplishment in a lot of areas. Um, but you know, if, if all people remember is uh, he was, you know, grabbing a trooper, you know, inappropriately and. And he had to quit because of it. Then, you know, it, it may be difficult for him to overcome. But you know, in politics, there always seems people always seem to get second chances and um, and redemption. So, um, you know, if, if people really want to bury him, they probably could. Um, he made a lot of enemies along the way, political enemies, and uh, a lot of people are glad to see him go. So, you know, maybe he won't recover, but maybe he, you know, he'll, he can make a comeback. People have done it before. And uh, Cuomo is certainly a great politician, uh, if you say anything about him. Um, and he's certainly capable of, of some kind of redemption. Come back. If, if it's possible, he, he might be able to do it, you know. Uh, Mark, I appreciate your thoughts on uh, and your perspective on uh, Andrew Cuomo. And uh, look forward to talking uh, Phillies beating the Mets and Flyers beating the Rangers down the road. <laughs>
We'll do. Nice talking to you, Ken. Right, Thanks a lot for having right, me. That's Mark Mahoney back with the right. podcast in just a moment. Hi, this is Miles Reed, editor of the Daily Gazette. These are difficult times. For most of us, the coronavirus crisis has been a time of unprecedented upheaval, uncertainty, and fear. What does it all mean for our health, our families, our jobs, and our futures? At the Daily Gazette, our journalists have been working tirelessly to answer these questions and many more that have come up during this whole pandemic. How many people have tested positive locally? How many have died? Has anyone died in the local nursing homes? Now, in these difficult times, we're turning to you to support our work by purchasing a subscription or making a donation to help fund our daily efforts. With your support, these are the questions we're continuing to report on. Every day, our reporters and photographers have been working the streets and the phones to answer these critical questions. And every day, they answer the bell with their timely and well-documented reports from the front lines in the region. Behind the scenes, the rest of our editorial team, including our sports writers, copy editors, and digital producers, have been wholly focused on covering the COVID-19 story. During this critical time, everyone here at the paper is working to provide important news and information to keep the community safe and connected. But our ability to serve our community is being threatened by some economic challenges posed by the pandemic. We have stay-at-home orders, business closures, and school shutdowns, and they're contributing to the massive instability in the local business landscape. Despite all of these changes, the Gazette will remain committed to serving the community for many years to come, just as we've been doing unfailingly for the past 125 years. So please go to thedailygazette.com and donate or purchase a subscription to the Daily Gazette. Thank you, be well, and please keep reading. Welcome back to this special edition of the Parting Shots podcast as we talk about the resignation of New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo. Joining me now is the managing editor of the Daily Gazette, Kalen Brown. And Kalen, I think we were expecting this to happen sooner or later, but for the governor who seemed very defiant about this whole situation, about not resigning, deciding to resign on Tuesday and we'll be doing two weeks, uh, did it completely surprise you? I was not surprised. I'm actually glad that he saw the light of day. I think that he has a lot of women around him who I am guessing probably encouraged him, his daughters especially. His daughters had to see that there was no other path forward. I really think that they may have encouraged him, though I have no knowledge of that, but the writing was on the wall. It sounds like a cliche. Women have come a long way since the Me Too movement. They are sick and tired of being harassed in the workplace. Many of us have experienced it over time. It is a complete frustration to go to work every day and you're just trying to do your work like everybody else. And then you have these leches who are giving you a hard time because they seem to be preoccupied with things other than work. So the governor did the right thing resigning. I frankly think he needs some help. I think he needs to talk to somebody and try to fix what's wrong. Uh, in the meantime, I think that the New York State Legislature is going to take a good, lar- hard look at what it does because it's not endemic just to the governor's office. This is a long-time problem in the New York State Legislature in both houses. Yeah, we talk about both houses. I, mean, I talked with Mark uh, Mahoney earlier about the situation where it seems like 
the Republicans will stand up and support Trump, even though he's had his issues. We've seen other Republicans have their issues, but when it comes to Democrats, they want them out. They want them arrested. I mean, is, do I mean the Republicans? Uh, should they also see the light of day? Say, look, you know, we you know tell our guys or our members of our party to uh, maybe you know do what Cuomo did. Um, it, that's an interesting correlation you're making, Ken, with the Trump uh, followers. Um, I, I, I don't. It is peculiar to me how so so many people who have stood behind that former president for such a long period of time. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't compute because in the end, you look at the candidate or you look at the elected official and see what they do, how do they behave, and hopefully. Voters and citizens are making informed decisions based on the behaviors and how these people are doing business. So, um, Democrat or Republican, no one can stand up and say Cuomo should stay in office because he has been abusive to women. That It is abusive when you harass women. And we know the past president did that. It's kind of an odd parallel between the two that they are both, um, they both have been misbehave toward women. Uh, I think that as those, as the older people who behave that way move on in life, uh, we'll have a new dawn as young people are coming up and understand how to act. Yeah. Now we have a new governor coming in, uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Kathy Hochul is going to take over in two weeks. Uh, at, yeah, the first woman governor in New York. So that's, that's, I mean, out of this whole cast, we're going to see some history being made. I mean, how important is that I, mean, I know she's only only fill out the rest of uh, uh, Governor Cuomo's term right now at the moment. We don't know if she's going to decide to run in 2022. But the fact that she's taking over the first woman governor, what does that mean for women here in the state? Well, I think uh, it serves, and I have met Kathy Hochul. I met her at the College of St. Rose when I was there. Kathy Hochul is a professional. She, I met her just briefly, but she is a strong woman, and obviously she is or she would not be in that position. I think she is going to be someone that women are going to look to for leadership. I also have never heard anything negative about Kathy, as, she, as particularly about how she treats the people around her. And as a lifetime Albany resident, I can say that all I have heard about Andrew Cuomo is that he is a bully and he has bullied everyone that has worked for him. I appreciate a few minutes, Cam, talking about the situation, and uh, we'll see what develops over the next uh, few months with Cuomo and then uh, obviously with uh, the governor's race down the road. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for asking. That's Kalen Brown, and that'll wrap up this edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I'd like to thank Mark Mahoney and Kalen Brown for coming on the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, have a great day.